pull out your message notes. I'm ready to dive into our brand new series, Moment Ready. Uh, I'm excited about this series. It, it has been something that has been burning in my heart over the last six to seven months. I've been on this journey of, God, where are we as a church? And I'm going to share a little bit more about that later this month and where, God, you're taking us. We're stepping into our fifth year, so it's a pretty powerful year for us. It's, a, I believe, a year that we're launching off of a foundation that has already been built and so this whole theme has been in my heart, moments ready, moment ready. What does it mean to be moment ready, to live moment ready? Moment ready is all about seeing the most in every moment, if I say every moment, and then making the most of every moment that we have. So moment ready, it's about seeing the most of every moment, and then making the most of every moment that we have. And this message, it's, it's something that we're already living out as a church. It's already breathing and living within the confines of what we have built over the years here. And we see it in the way that you've responded over the last couple of years. You know, it's one thing for Phyllis and I to feel the burden to respond when there's needs in the community. It's a whole nother thing when the church responds and we do it together. And we've seen it. Look at the flood, a hundred-year flood as a church. Within a matter of a couple of days, we set up a relief center. Within a matter of a couple of days, we're reaching out to those that have lost all that they had, giving food and water and even shelter and helping them revamp and rebuild their life through this tragic event. And even through the hurricane, it didn't take us a couple of days within the hurricane. Within one day, we set up a distribution center. Not only one, but we set up two. And it goes to the point of when tragedy strikes, we don't run away from it, we run to it. That as a church, you've lived moment ready. We live moment ready when the city calls us and ministries call us and people ask us for help. I never find us saying, well, listen, I'm not sure we can do that. No, we simply say, this is our city, this is our county, you're our neighbor, we're going to respond, we are living moment ready. And so it's amazing, it's already breathing inside of this beautiful church that God has built. But what I want to do is I really want to take us to a deeper level. I really believe God is calling us not only to respond in great tragedy, not only to respond in moments of crisis or in these big moments, but the deeper level is that I would respond in every moment. Everybody say every, every moment that... My life is not lived on these mountaintop experiences, but really every day I live fully alive. This moment and that moment and the next moment, I'm fully alive, I'm fully engaged in what God is doing in my life, in this church, and in this community. And so every opportunity I have, I'm going to take advantage of. Every opportunity, I'm going to advance forward and not retreat backwards. Every opportunity, I'm going to live life to the fullest. And so our theme verse is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. We're going to say this verse every week, but it says, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. I'm going to make the most of every opportunity, every opportunity. Now, over the next five weeks, I'm going to unpack this, and we're going to go on a journey together. Today, I'm going to lay the foundation, and I'm going to share the heart and the vision behind Moment Ready. I want us to understand the value of a moment. 
And then I want us to make sure that we live a life that has no regret. I don't want to look back on my life and say, I wish I could have, I wish I would have, I should have done this and that. I want to live my life saying that I've captured and maximized every opportunity God brought to me. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Next week, I'm going to talk about living fully alive. How do I live fully alive? I don't want to sleepwalk through life. I want to live alive. I, I don't want to miss the opportunities that God has for me that will impact my life and that will impact the lives of people around us. I want to live fully alive. We'll talk about that next week. And then week three, I'm going to talk about how to live moment ready with God. How do I live moment ready with God? That God's ready to show up, and I believe this in a big way in your life. That each and every one of us, sometimes you can think, well, that's the pastor. They're spiritual. No, no. God is ready to show up in a big way in every one of your life. The question is, do you live moment ready, ready to receive what he wants to deposit inside of you, ready for that encounter, ready to engage whenever he awakens things up on the inside of us because God can and will change everything in us if we let him. And then look, the last week of this month, the fourth week, February 25th, I'm going to talk about living moment ready with people. And uh, how is it that we can live in such a way that other people's lives are impacted? We've got to know that our life matters more than you might know or realize. That your life does matter. That you're actually on an assignment. That God has you in this world, in this place for a reason. And it's not just for you, but it's for the people that are around you. So whether you're going to work or the supermarket whether you're, you're walking down the neighborhood or whether you're working out, that every person we come in contact with, God has a plan for their life, and we're part of that plan. Can we and will we live moment ready? It's going to be powerful. And then on that day, I'm excited. I've got a huge announcement. It's the biggest announcement we've ever had as a church. And so the last Sunday of this month, don't miss it, don't miss it, don't miss it. If you do, you're going to have to go find it on social media or somewhere but you don't want to miss it. It's going to be an amazing Sunday. And then, of course, March 4th is our five-year anniversary. Can you believe we're five years old? Hard to believe. I mean, it's really hard to believe that we're five years old, but we are five. And so we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a party. It's going to be amazing. But that will conclude our moment-ready message and our theme. Now, today I want to talk about a life without regret. I want to talk about a life without regret. See, that when we evaluate what life is, life is really nothing more than a series of events. We naturally move from one moment to another. We seamlessly go through this spectrum of time. And sometimes we're entirely oblivious to what's taking place at the moment. It's almost as if our life is on autopilot. And the reason this happens is because, look, our life is full of lots of things that are mundane. Come on things that are unexciting. And so these moments fill our life, and if we're not careful, we'll begin to let life slip through our fingers. You, you know what I'm talking about. You're out there changing diapers. You feel like, well, this is just another moment in life. Just let it casually slip by. Maybe it's out there cutting grass, and we, we go and zone out because we're doing something that we don't like. Maybe it's cooking dinner or washing dishes or doing clothes. The problem is if we're not fully alive in those moments, we'll begin to drift and sleepwalk through life until something big happens, right? And then we wake up and we 
come alive from the slumber that we've been sleeping through, but we've got to make sure that we're cognizant that I'm not going to walk through life asleep. And look, scientists, they have discovered that 95% of our life and our programming is brought forth through our subconscious mind. 95% of what you think and your decisions and your actions and your, your, your behavior and your emotions, it all depends on the brain activity that uh, is not conscious of what's going on. So you can begin to live your life subconsciously drifting here and drifting there subconsciously living on autopilot. Think about it. Think about today when you got ready for church, how many brushed your teeth? Look, if you didn't, don't, don't not raise your hand. Everybody just raise your hand. I mean, you brushed your teeth, right? But, but how many actually thought about putting the toothpaste on your toothbrush? How many thought about every time you brushed to the left and then you brushed to the right? How many thought about all that? No, no. What happened was you began to do what you've done your whole life, hopefully, and your mind began to drift, right? What about tying your shoe? Who even remembers tying your shoe? You probably don't even have a clue. Why? Because you've been pre-programmed and your subconscious mind begins to take over as you walk through the pattern and the cycle of life. What about eating this morning? You didn't think about every bite you bit down on that food with. You didn't think about every taste you tasted in your mouth. You didn't think about all the mundane decisions it took to get that bowl of cereal on the table and in your mouth. No, you didn't. What about making coffee? You know what I'm talking about. Half of you weren't even awake trying to make coffee. Yeah, and driving, we're not even going to talk about driving to church today. I mean, no, you're like, I don't even know how I made it to church. I was in some other place. You know what I'm talking about. You've, you've had those moments where you show up at work. You're like, wow, that went quick. I don't even know how I got there. And there's other things that we do in life. I mean, how many have ever went to pull out a box of something that you're cooking Pull it out, put it on the stove, throw the box away, only to realize you've got to go fish the box out of the trash because you've got to read the, the directions and the instructions. You just weren't paying attention. You're, you're pre-programmed to throw everything in the trash. I mean, how many of you turned down the radio when you got lost looking for... <laughs> what was that all about? Like, the radio's on, I can't see. <laughs> I mean, Right? How many have ever had a conversation in your head that you probably never, ever really have, and then you find yourself, you're just talking to yourself? I mean, you just, you just, you do these things without even thinking about it. Anybody ever been hungry and went to the refrigerator and you opened it up to look and see if there's anything in the refrigerator, and you scanned and perused the refrigerator, you shut the door because there's nothing in it, and then you open it back up as if anything else has changed? <laughs> I do it all the time. I step away, and I'm like, man, what, did I miss something? And the truth is... Why? Just it's, it's autopilot. It's things that we think about or don't think about, and we just do it. We just got to be aware. Everybody say aware. Just, just got to be aware of this. And you got to know this, that all moments are not created equal. Like every moment has great value, but the outcome of every moment isn't the same. So there's a difference in the impact of some moments versus the others. And sometimes this is good and sometimes it's bad. Let me give you an example. So you can go in one moment from being single to another moment being married, right? The preacher, the pastor says, I now pronounce you husband and wife. So now you're, you're married instantly in that moment. Nothing's changed but one moment. You can go from being a son or a father to now being a son. You're in the delivery room and the doctor says, hey, it's a boy. 
So what's changed? Just the moment something great has taken place. I now went from just being a son to now I'm a father. Everybody say father. So you can go from a moment of being a college student to now a college graduate. Isn't that right, Jolea? When that dean says congratulations to the class of 2018, I'm now a college graduate. You can go from being employed to unemployed in a moment. Your boss walks in and says, you fired. You can go from being healthy to being injured in a moment. You can go from being alive to dead in a moment. Defining moments. Moments where everything shifts and everything changes. So I go back to Ephesians. It says, be careful. Be careful how you live, not as unwise. So, so when he says that, look, he's saying, don't be foolish. It's one thing to be childish. It's another thing to be foolish. Children don't know better. When you're foolish, you knew better and you made a wrong decision. He's saying, look, don't be foolish in the way that you live your life, but be wise, making the most of every opportunity. One translation actually says redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. And, and, and when you look at the Greek word right there, that means to buy it up at the marketplace, to spend what you got to buy that moment. I'm going to buy that moment. I'm going I'm to make an exchange for this moment. I'm going to redeem the time that I have because the time that I have is so short. Now, I, I don't like to shop very much, as most men I'm sure don't. Uh, I go grocery shopping every once in a while, and you know our office is at the Dream Center campus, so the only place I really ever shop is Kroger's uh, because it's on the way home to my house. And on this day, I walked into Kroger's, and I had a list of things to buy for Phyllis. And now, I only had $15 cash in my pocket for whatever reason. Didn't have a lot of money in my pocket, but I didn't have a lot of things to get either. I just needed a few things, a couple of gallons of milk, some Velveeta, some macaroni. How many know you need that when you got kids? Just a good filler. And then, uh, <laughs> and then of course, you got to have cereal. You know cereal is absolutely critical. Uh, and so I'm shopping for my items, and I'm walking through the aisles, of course, get my milk, and I'm just, well, I got a pattern in the way I go through Kroger's, got my milk, got my Velveeta, go get my macaroni. Then all of a sudden, look, I'm walking down the cereal aisle, and I don't know about you, but I love cereal, and all of a sudden, I'm just minding my business, and boom, there it is, a sale that I cannot pass up. <laughs> now, it doesn't hit me very often. I mean, but if you know Kroger's, you know what I'm talking about. They do this crazy, ridiculous thing, 10 for 10. You know, it's 10 items for $10. Now, it's not just 10 random items. It's only 10 of this one item. It's like they had a surplus. And today you get the benefit of this surplus. And for me, it doesn't really move me a lot, but I needed some cereal. And there was this one box of cereal that was on sale. It's my favorite cereal in the whole world. And I have never seen it on sale like this before. I'm on a mission, but I got distracted with the value of what this moment could bring me. Look, this is my favorite cereal right here. How many love this Reese's Puffs? <laughs> Don't judge me. It's candy in a box. I'm just, they say it's cereal. It's really just crack. I mean, it's just, it's an excuse for you to eat dessert and call it breakfast. So I was minding my own business, just walking, and I see it, 10 for $10. 
Oh, you gotta be crazy. I leveraged everything I had in my pocket. I put 10 boxes in my, my shopping cart. I actually got rid of some of the milk. I got rid of some of the Velveeta. And I put it all in the, in the, in the shop. It's a true story. Get to the checkout. I don't even care what Phyllis asked me to get, but I got what was important to me. We was gonna eat us some, some Reese's Puffs. Now look, I only needed one box. That's all I needed was one box. But I leveraged everything for 10 boxes. I leveraged everything for what I could get in that moment. I remember getting home and Phyllis just laughed. She just, she said, what in the world? We didn't even have a conversation because she knew she would shame me so bad. <laughs> leveraged what was in my pocket. Gave up some things that were valuable to other people, but they weren't valuable to me. So we ought to live our life as if this moment is on sale, as if I'm going to leverage everything. Yeah, it may not be important to everybody else, but look, they're not going to be accountable for your life. You will be. And so everybody else could look at you and say, oh, that's foolish. Why would you leverage all of that? Because I wanted to, because I like it, because it's nutritious, because I love it. But look at your life. Some people would judge you and say, look, why do you have to live fully alive? Why do you have to take life so seriously? Do you really have to find purpose in every moment? No, you may not have to, but I have to because I'm going to stand before God in judgment one day. I'm going to leverage everything for what is available to me in this moment because it's valuable that's what it means to live moment ready, that we're not living life for just these big occasional events, but every moment, every moment matters in our life. James 4.14 says, what is your life? You're a mist of, that appears for just a little while and then it vanishes. Look, we got to know you're not promised tomorrow. We've got to live fully alive and make the most of every opportunity we have. And look, nobody knows this better than a person that's just been diagnosed with a terminal disease. Someone that has an opportunity or a chance to die because of this sickness or this disease that is plaguing them right then and right now. Uh, Phyllis is her brother. It's my step, her brother-in-law, was diagnosed about a year ago with, with brain cancer. He had a he had something in his brain, and the doctor said, look, man, we've got to deal with this. It was an emergency. Uh, they gave him a lobotomy, which means they cut his skull out and said, you know, it's a really dangerous procedure, but look, we've got to deal with it because if it stays in your brain, you're, we know what the outcome of that is. You're going to die, and we feel like we've got good skilled surgeons that can go in and can remove it and that you can have a normal life again. And so he's begun the process and he's had actually two brain surgeries now. One, he had to go in. They removed part of his, his, uh, his head or his, what, what is the, skull. And they had to prep it and get it ready. And then about six months later, they had to remove it again. And they actually went in then and removed the cancer that was in it. But what's amazing is the change of his perspective in life. Now, life hasn't changed. Still married to the same wonderful woman. Still has the great kids that he's always had. Has But it was interesting, Phyllis was talking to him even this week, and he began to say, Phyllis, you know, I, I seem to love my kids more than I've ever loved them before. Those hugs mean more than they did before. The embrace of my spouse is 
more meaningful. The laugh that I hear from my children, it matters now. And, and, and when I get to go and, and see the beauty of the sunset, see, there was a day where he wasn't promised the sunset of tonight. And so when he experiences it, same sunset, shift on the inside, he experiences it in a different way. That's where we begin to live moment ready. So here's the question. If you're not living fully alive, if you're not embracing every moment as someone who might lose their life today is, then you're probably not living moment ready. You're existing. You're probably coasting. You're probably walking through life, sleepwalking, and allowing this life to just happen. But the problem is you're going to live life with lots of regret when you look back. You've got to know this, that opportunities are seized through the currency of time. They're seized through time. That, that every moment, this moment, and that moment, and the next moment, that's where we seize the opportunities that God has given each and every one of us. We all have the same amount of time in a day. Every one of you has 86,400 seconds in your day. The question is, what will you do with it? Our life is not measured just by the clock, but by moments. And these moments, they're a gift to our life, and what are we going to do with the gift that God's given us? Look, time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can't spend it. And once you've lost it, you can never get it back. That's time, time, time. Every moment we live is a gift. You're breathing right now is a gift. This moment is a gift. And I believe if, if we as a church, as we as a people, if we really believe that at the core of who we are, this is what I've been convicted with. This is what I've been tormented with is that if I really believe that, then you know what? i got to live differently. I can't live like the world. I, can't, I may not even be able to live like other Christians. I've got to live differently knowing the value and the price of this moment. So I want to give you just four decisions to make that will help us live moment ready. The first one is you got to leverage your life. Leverage your, leverage your life. What does it mean? That means you got to make the most of every moment that you're alive. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, you've got to leverage it. Don't go sleepwalking through life. Don't coast through walk don't, uh, through life. Don't just allow life to happen to you. We've got to make sure that we leverage it. Go back to the theme verse, and I want us to read it in the message translation. Look at when we go to verse 14, what it says. It says, wake up. Everybody say, wake up. So look, he's telling you, wake up. Wake up. Look, get up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. What does that mean? That means some people are living like dead men. Oh, yeah, you're walking around, but you're really living in a coffin. You're asleep. You've allowed entertainment to lull you to sleep. You've allowed the mundane to lull you to sleep. You've allowed insequential moments to lull you asleep. He says, look, Christ will show you the light. So watch your step. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get. The times are desperate. So he says, wake up, wake up, wake up. I believe most people live unaware of the possibility of the moments that they're living in. You're just unaware of the possibility of what this moment could bring to you because you're living in autopilot. But we've got to make sure we make a decision that I'm going to be aware of what the possibility, just what could happen in this moment. I'm going to train myself to leverage the power of this moment, to leverage what God has entrusted me with. Because again, we're going to stand before him in heaven and he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? Colossians 4, 5 says, live wisely among those who are not believers. 
So as Christians, look, we ought to live wisely. We ought to live differently. And then it says, and of course, make the most of every opportunity. They ought to see your life and say, man, I've never seen someone live so fully alive. I've never seen someone live in such a way that they could actually capture life the way you do. There's something special about the way you view it. There's something special. Because, see, things are going to happen to each and every one of us. It's how we view what happens to us that matters. What you do with it, that's what counts. Your life is God's gift to you, but what you do with it is your gift to him. He's given you a gift. What are you going to do with the gift, the opportunities, the moment that he gave to you? See, we're all going to die someday. Newsflash. Pastor, you're supposed to bring us hope. Yeah, I am bringing you hope. You got to be more positive. I am positive that we're all going to die someday. Positive. It's going to happen to each and every one of us. And if this is the case, look, the real question is not whether or not I'm going to die. The real question is whether or not I'm going to live before I die. The real question is, what am I going to do with this moment? Am I going to play it safe or am I going to risk it all? Am I going to retreat back to what's comfortable or am I going to advance forward to what's risky? I don't want to die until I'm dead. I want to live every single moment fully alive in this life. I love what Levi Lusco said. He said, most people die at 25 and aren't buried until they're 75. Something about that. Oh, yeah, you're existing. You go to work. You come to church. You show up. It's awesome. We respond in big moments. But let us not live as dead men walking. Let us live fully alive, invested in the kingdom of God and what Jesus Christ is doing here in this earth. I want to live my life and invest my life advancing his kingdom, not my agenda. God, this is your moment. This is your opportunity. God, I want to live alive in this moment. I want to invest my life in other people. I don't want to hoard everything I get and try to save it for a rainy day to make sure I have earthly security. Why don't we spend our lives giving everything away? Why don't we spend our lives saying, I'm going to, I'm going to give all of my energy and my passion and my thoughts and my resources, and I'm going to invest it in what really matters. And what really matters, what Jesus came to this earth for, are for people and for souls, not stuff, not things. Those are nice, and it's awesome, and I'm glad we have great and nice things, but don't ever let those things have us. Don't let us sleepwalk through this life. So many people walk through life, they miss their moments. You know, the Bible is full of stories that miss divine opportunities. You got the ten virgins. If you've ever heard the story, five were wise, five were unwise. So the bridegroom comes out and the five wise ones go with the bridegroom. The five unwise, they miss their opportunity, come back, bang on the door, let us in, let us in. He says, no, you were unwise. You missed your moment. You missed your opportunity. Think about the rich young ruler in the Bible, Jesus. He goes to him and says, God, what, what do I need Jesus to have eternal life? And he said, look, go sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me. And the rich young ruler missed his opportunity to follow Jesus because he loved what he had more than the one who gave it to him. Missed it. What about the thief on the cross? Think about it. I always find it interesting that there were two thieves. And I always find it interesting that one received eternal life because he understood the moment he was in and the other one lost his opportunity for eternal life with God. One captured the moment, one lost the moment. 
We've got to make sure that we don't lose our moments with God. And I think a lot of times we lose the moment, we miss it because we're afraid of the risk. We're afraid of failure. And, and I get it. Look, how many have ever felt like you're afraid of failure? You ever felt like, man, I don't want to lose. I don't, I don't want people to look at me like, man, you, you, you just totally missed the boat. You totally missed what God was doing. What we've got to understand is it doesn't matter what people think and what people say. We're not trying to build our reputation. We're trying to build his. You're never going to build God's reputation if you're trying to save yours. And so once we became believers, look, and I realize not everybody in here, you're a Christ follower. I get it. I'm glad you found a place where you can belong before you believe. This is your church. But if you claim to be a Christ follower, if you claim to be a Christian, you've got to know that the life you had before is over. It's not about building your reputation, not about building your kingdom. It's about building his reputation and his kingdom. And if we'll only step out fully alive in this moment, God will be glorified because we're living fully alive in him. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing that happens. Second thing is, look, to live moment ready, we got to start where we are and do what we can. Start where you are. God's given you the gift of life. It's a gift. So you got to do with what you can with what you have. And I get it. Some people say, look, I don't have anything. I really can't do much. My question would be, you don't have anything compared to who? You can't do much compared to who? I mean, isn't it interesting how some people who have far less than us, whether it's abilities or resources or even the functionality of their bodies, do way more than people that are perfectly functioning human beings that think they can't. When you think you can't, you never will. When you believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, guess what? Resources come to you. Strength comes to you. Ability comes to you. God's power fills your life. Why? Because your perspective has shifted. You're no longer a doubter, but you're a believer. You say, God, I can, and not only can I, but I will do what you have called me to do. Why? Because I'm going to live moment ready. I'm going to live moment ready. I'm going to live moment ready. And sometimes we get in this mentality of a comparison trap. It's just a trap. Who knows why Jane has more than Alice? I don't know. Who knows why one man got cancer and another one did? I don't know. I don't understand why bad things happen to good people. I don't understand why one person was born in El Salvador and another one in Belgium. I don't know. But I do know this, God will probably never tell you. So why don't we just get over it and say, God, I'm not going to compare to other people. I choose to live my life with what you've given me, and I'm not going to look at them. I don't know. The question is not what other people have. The question is what will you do with what you have, with your passion, with your energy, with your life, with what God has given you. The question is what are you going to do with that? What kind of a steward are you going to be in that moment? You're going to be accountable for what God's given you. Look at Romans 14, 12. It says, so then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. I'm not going to be with you on judgment day. Your spouse is not going to be with you on judgment day. Your friend or your mom or your dad, the only person that's going to be with you is you. And you're going to have to tell him what you did with the gift that he gave to you. And so we've got to say, look, I'm going to do everything I can with what it is that I had. The third choice we've got to make is we've got to focus life forward. We've got to focus life forward. I've learned that whatever I focus on becomes my reality, becomes the filter with which I see life through. So 
my thoughts and my values and my attitudes, the beliefs that I have, they begin to attract into my life whatever it is I'm focused on. And so what I want to encourage us is if we're going to live moment ready, we got to focus forward. Everybody say forward. What that means is I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to go back to the, to the old things that I regret, the things I wish I could have done differently. I'm going to focus my life forward, and I'm going to begin to track the things that God's going to do in my life, not what I missed him doing in the past. We go to this whole game, I coulda, shoulda, woulda. And it's a trap because when we focus on that, you become a prisoner of your past. You can no longer embrace the hope of the future because you're all focused on the back, the past you're in prison. And what we gotta do is we gotta say, I gotta stop that. I gotta stop focusing on the past. I gotta choose to focus on the future. I gotta choose to focus on the opportunity that's before me. Maybe you missed an opportunity to be a great parent. That's okay. If you're a grandparent, you got the opportunity to be a great grandparent. So you get a redemption, you get a, you get a second chance, you get a do-over. Maybe, maybe you made a mistake in your marriage and, and you walk through a tragic divorce and you know what, God hates divorce but he loves you. And now you have the opportunity to be remarried. I want you to know to shut the door on the past and say thank you God for who you brought into my life today. We choose to seize this opportunity to be the best couple in the world that God people would watch us and see that you're a good God who redeems what the enemy tried to destroy. Close the door on the past. Choose to focus on the future. There's a reason the rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield. Don't look back, baby. Just keep looking forward. Look, Job 17, 9 says, the righteous keep moving forward. Everybody say forward. Just say, I'm going to move forward. I'm not going back. Look, Luke 9, 62, and Jesus, he says, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. Don't look back. Don't turn around. Don't get distracted with the past. Choose to focus forward, regardless of the circumstances that happen. I love what Rick Warren said. He said, you cannot control your circumstances in life, but you can control how you choose to respond to them. I'm going to choose to respond. And when I respond, I'm not looking back, I'm looking forward. And then last is this. I choose to take action so I won't live with regret. I'm going to choose to take action. This has to be a year that we live moment ready, that I'm not going to be distracted by regrets, that I'm going to make the most of every opportunity, and I'm going to choose to take action, that when things come to me, I'm not going to be paralyzed in fear of what other people are going to say or other people are going to do. I refuse to settle for what is common. I'm not going to live a common life. I'm not going to just casually allow time to slip through my fingers. I'm going to take action on every moment. And people are going to think you're crazy, just like Phyllis thought I was crazy buying those Reese's Puffs. Like you have to take advantage of every moment. Yeah, 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 I have to. Why? Because God has given me this gift. And the greatest gift I could give to him is to steward this gift well. And I refuse to settle. Think about how your life would be different if you refused to settle. I mean, I just think about how this community would be different if we refused to settle. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, every opportunity. 
You said, man, I'm going to go serve on Saturday. Sir. I'm going I'm to serve in the dream team. I'm, I'm going to serve when people walk up. I'm going to pick up trash. You don't even have to be on the dream team to pick up trash. Why? Because this is your church. Think about Fort Bend County. Think about all the, the lives that we impact. How different it would be. You say, well, pastor, you know, I'm, I'm just in this place, wherever you work or wherever you go. Yeah, but think about all the lives where you work would be impacted. Think about all the lives where you shopped would be impacted. Think about your neighborhood that you live in that we so flippantly just come in and out of. I mean, you know, when's the last time we walked across the street to our neighbor and invited them for dinner? Maybe just said hi. How many, how many of your neighbor pulls up? You're like, you jump in the house, shut the door, because you don't want to get in a conversation. They know you go to the church. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. What happened there? We just let a moment slip by. We failed to take action, so we missed a moment. Well, what, well how do you know you missed a moment? I don't know you missed it. You never allowed that moment to happen. But that's the possibility of potential. That's the possibility of what could have happened. We're going to talk a little bit about that next week in Living Fully Alive. But what if we saw the potential in every person, regardless of their age or their ethnicity or socioeconomic status, maybe even their religious background or affiliation? What if we were to just love everybody unconditionally, no matter what they're walking through, no matter if they just came from the club, no matter what it is that you might disdain in their life, what if we could just love them unconditionally all throughout the day and say, look, man, I just want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I just want to live moment ready. I believe you would be a catalyst. I believe this church would be a catalyst. The interesting thing about a fire is it only takes one spark, just one match, just one, just one, just one. So here's the question, will you be the one to start a fire of what God wants to do in your life, at your job, in your neighborhood, in your family, today at the Super Bowl party? Just be the light, be the match that starts something. We've got to prepare for these moments. I, I'm convinced if we'll do this, we're going to see marriages restored. We're going to see families healed. We're going to see schools changed. We're going to see businesses blessed. We're going to see communities that have been impacted because you lived moment ready. Moment ready. Moment ready. Bow your heads. Let me pray over you. Father, I thank you for each and every person in this place. That, God, you have brought them here for such a time as this. and Lord, this message that has been burning in my heart, God, I'm asking you to sear it inside of us. That every moment would be captured. That every moment we would live to the fullest the gift that you have given us. That, God, we all have the same amount. Help us to steward them well. Help us to live moment ready. Help us to take action in the now. Wake us up, God. Wake us up, God. Wake us up, God. I know life's still going to have mundane experiences and 
behaviors that we, we do throughout the day. But God, don't let us be lulled to sleep. That even in those moments, let us be praying. Even in those moments, let us be thinking about you and asking you what you want us to do. And God, even in those moments, make us come fully alive with purpose. That God, I believe even when we tie our shoe, when we do it for you, we do it for your glory. I believe you're pleased with it. That you never separated religion and a religious experience just in a Sunday worship. We're, we're to, to live out the gospel. Live it out. Every moment, every day, every second. Help us, Father, to live with that urgency in our lives. In Jesus' name. Keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. Some of you here today, and this is your moment. This is the time for you to be moment ready. And what I mean by that is the presence of God is in this place. You've never made Jesus the center of your life. You've never allowed him to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Put him in first place and surrendered everything to him. But you're sitting here right now and, and God is tugging on your heart that this is your moment. Maybe you've sat here in the past and you've let this moment pass you by. But now the urgency and the inspiration of saying, I'm going to capture it now has filled your heart. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I wonder if there are those of you right now in this moment that say, I'm ready to surrender my life fully and completely to Jesus. Never done it before, but now I'm going to do it. That this year is a new year, and I choose to respond to the call. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If that's you, I wonder if you'd be bold enough to just lift your hand in this moment. Just as an act of surrender, you say, Pastor, that's me. Just, just boldly, just lift your hands up. And say, that's me, Pastor. Oh, I see you all over this place. Church, tell them how proud you are of them. Come on, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. It's not the prayer that saves you. It's the belief in the heart. But why don't we say this together? Jesus, I need you. Save me. Forgive me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Fill me with your spirit. I give you everything right now. Thank you for changing me. Thank you for transforming me. Let me never be the same. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Come on, worship God this morning.